Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Welcome back, guys, to the, the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bags Podcast. I'm your host for today, Dieter Burrell. I got Kyle with me. And um, me and Kyle, we're just chatting, chatting it up over here. And I, uh, I mentioned to him... I was listening to Joe Rogan on uh, one of his YouTube pre-recorded podcasts, and uh, there was an interesting quote he stated that kind of hit deep in me, and I think it probably hit deep in, in, in a lot of you guys. I think the quote reads, most men live lives in quiet desperation. You know, Have you ever heard that one, Kyle? Um, I hadn't really until you uh, mentioned it, so... I- I ended up actually going and looking up where it came from, and uh, it said that it came from Henry David Thoreau back in 1854. Um, and it, it also, there's a little bit more to it. It says, The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. What is called resignation is confirmed desperation. So I guess what he's saying there is, you know, by resigning, you're confirming that desperation um, to get out of the situation that you're in. I, I, li- I listened to that. Um, I think, I think you said it. You said it was written in 1854. Yeah, 1854 is when I mean, Henry David Thoreau said it. I mean, think think about that. You know, it's like if you take a moment and you, and you, and you think back on, on on the time that it was written. Um, the you know, history. You know, you look back on things and people that were dealing with this thought tends to tends to repeat itself. And many many of us have to have to have dealt with this quiet desperation where you kind of sort of resign yourself when you find yourself at a job that you're not happy you wake up in the morning and you're <clears throat> dreading getting dressed yeah to get to work you know you want you want to get in the car drive to work and you don't want to start the car because you sit there and the moment you get to the parking lot you sit in the car another five minutes and you're going do i really want to walk into that job yeah I had feelings like that. I went through that. Well, whenever you sent that uh, that link over to me from his from Joe Rogan's podcast, I uh, I kind of hit on that one piece in there. It says something to the effect of the highlight of some people's day is going to the bathroom to look at their phone, right? And what what a sad sad you life that that, that, is, that is, you know. But I mean, I'm sure it's very true for a lot of people. Like they hate going to work. Every morning they wake up dreading the job that they have to drive to. They sit in traffic, they go to their office, and the highlight of their day, the time that they feel most like themselves is going to the bathroom and being on their phone. Yeah. Right? Like that just seems like such a miserable existence and I don't I don't quite understand why we do that to ourselves. I'll be honest with you, when I graduated back in 97, with my bachelor's, I went and worked out in Miami for about a year, and I felt overwhelmed. I think having left Miami and gone down to Gainesville and then come back after four, after four, three, two and a half years, I think, I was in Miami, and the work ethics in Miami were high, strong levels. I felt after being there for about a year that it was just too much for me. I had to decompress I call it yeah and then I went and worked over at uh, 
Destin, no, no, I'm sorry, uh, not Destin, Naples, Naples, Florida for about nine, almost 10 months for a small five person company. I realized I think I have a little too much of Miami in me. I can't stay in a town like this because it's like a lot of retirees. So I moved to Arizona. A lot of friends I had that moved out there for school. They said, come up, stay with us. We'll figure out, find a job. And I worked out there for a while, but I didn't find the right job. Yeah. And I just went through the motions. Right. And I, I found myself in, in a bit of a depression, realizing I spent all this time in school, got a degree, and now I'm in a career that's not what I thought it was going to be. I don't right. know if people, you guys, I mean, anybody out there that's listening to this podcast, if you felt that way. Yeah. I don't know if you ever felt that way. Um. Sometimes, I mean, that definitely can happen. I mean, one of the things that I always find interesting is, you know, whenever you talk to people and you say, hey, how have you been? Like most people's reaction is, oh, I've been busy, right? Oh, you know, yeah, it works good, but, you know, it's just busy and got a lot going on and, and almost like as a, a badge of honor that they've got so much work that they got to do, right? And they want to make sure that they kind of feel important. And like you were saying down in Miami, like it was almost too much. Like their, their work ethic was so much further gone uh, in that direction. And one of the things that my wife and I, we kind of always say to each other is that we work to live. We don't live to work, right? So that to us means like we go to work because we, we have to in order to live the lifestyle that we want to live. But life comes first before work. So some, if there's a life event going on, something as big as a baby being born to as little as a t-ball game, that comes first, right? And I think we've had podcasts about that previously, kind of like what balls you're juggling and making sure you're not dropping the wrong ones. And um, But I think that that goes back to that quote of keeping yourself out of that desperation kind of mentality of, I'm always just fighting for the next thing at, at the office. I'm always fighting for the next project. I'm always working towards this. I'm not really focused on anything else outside of that, um, that workplace. Right. So I think that you can, I, I, it's weird because you, you, if you enjoy your job, then that, that's okay. Like that mentality can kind of switch. But if you're that person that's dreading going to work every day, You've got to find something else that you find joy in, and then maybe one day what what that is can turn into your job. I think in um, in that YouTube video that you sent me, he was talking about like designing furniture and building right. furniture, and you know that's a very fulfilling thing and an enjoyable thing for some people. And if that's the thing that you find joy in, you you need to spend as much time as you can trying to turn that into a way for you to make a living. If you're passionate about something, even though you have a job, and I think he touches on, Joe touches on a little bit on that. He says, work at that. Every night that you come home, work at the stuff that you enjoy and then plan your escape. He, he calls it escape, I think, or something similar to that. Yeah. Because that's that's what I kind of, the gist of it, that's what I got to say. You keep working your nine to five job and at night, what you're passionate about, you work on it. Because that's what you're really passionate about. And as time goes by, you keep building up your escape. You, yeah. You plan it, you know? And yeah, because, I, you know, I don't think he's telling anybody and we're not telling anybody to just like 
quit your job that you hate and go build furniture, right? right. But if that's something that you're passionate about, you got to you have to put the time and the effort in to build that up, build that up, right. and then eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, I think I can make this my, you know, my living. And then you can get out of that. And that's that whole kind of planning your escape. You're not going to escape in a day. Right. But you need to start today planning for how you're going to get out. Yes. If, if you're miserable, you know, there's probably a lot of people that go to their office cubicle every day and they, they might be fine. They might really enjoy that. You know, and I think that that's kind of, it, it ties back into kind of what you did, right? Right. Like you kind of had this business for a little while and you kind of felt it out and you know you didn't really do a lot of projects or anything like that but you were you were kind of planning and thinking and positioning yourself to where one day you could get out and you could do your own thing well you know is something that's very important for everyone to listen to i think fear is your biggest i think uh, handicap because people are more afraid of what they don't know because they want to make sure that everything they, they want to feel that comfort zone like and that's why people go to a job and say hey i want to get that paycheck every two weeks or every week i want to make sure i get that paycheck so i'm going to go work for somebody and i think what people forget that they're doing is they're paying they're paying you for your time and knowledge obviously but someone is out to make money off for their benefit off of you and when you start going on your own you make your own you'll make your own rules and your way of thinking changes and this is what i was telling kyle it's like i've been listening to these different podcasts and it kind of hit even deeper into me now that i don't have anybody kind of telling me you need to do these five five or six tasks by by the end of the week. And you're just trying to figure out a way to kind of make them work. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of become overwhelmed at, at all these things that you have to do at your job. And you're just trying to get it done. You don't have time to think. Think outside the box, which is important. It's a deep thought because it kind of, you have to take a step back and look at what you're doing and where you're heading. And then say, it's like, I have goals. Like your ultimate goal in my opinion, and everybody may have a different opinion based on what you guys are, are dealing with. It's like, where, how do you improve your, your situation? I know for, in your case, I need you, to get licensed. You need to get licensed. So what's your, your literally your number one goal should be getting licensed, right? Everything else should be secondary, but what ended up, what ends up happening and, and I'm not speaking for you. It's like, we end up kind of taking on the role. I say, well, I need, I, I got like 10 other things I need to do. I got a basket full of like a hundred things, but I got 10 things that I need to do first. Yeah. And then the one thing that I had prioritized, you know, for the past six years, I've had to push it down because I got like these short term goals that I have to achieve. And yeah, that is, that is one of the things like your short term goals seem to always overtake your long term goal. But if you're not always pushing towards that long term goal, then you're never going to get that fulfillment of what you've really been wanting to try to do right like if i just live my life day to day and i'm not thinking about where i'm going to be in five years then i'm really doing myself an injustice right right like yeah you know i need to get some of these tasks done but sometimes instead of doing 10 tasks today i need to just do seven 
and then spend that time I was going to spend on the other three working towards my long-term goal. Um, so I mean that that can definitely be um, a, a tripping, like a, a tricky subject for for some people because they have so much overwhelming work that needs to be done right now that they can't put some of that stuff aside and focus on that long-term goal. Like for me, like getting licensed. Life happens along the way, right? And I just constantly am taking on more and more things that are inevitably pushing me further and further away from that goal that needs to happen. What uh, here's, here's, a, here's a thing that triggered my thought when I heard Joe talking about that quote. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it. Most men live lives in quiet desperation. It's sort of like uh, at, that, at that point you're kind of sort of giving up, but you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't because there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to look further than the work that you're tasked to do for the day or for that week. Well, and the other part of that, like we we're focusing a lot on that desperation part, right? But the first part of that says in quiet. I think the other thing about it is that you need to just speak up and tell people how you really feel. You know, I'm not saying go to your boss and say, hey, I really hate my job. Right. I'm not saying to do that, but, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your spouse, talk to your colleagues, let them know that, hey, this is kind of how I feel about this. Like, I don't know what I need to do in order to make myself not dread coming to work every day. You know, maybe there's another role at your office that you could that you could fill that you would find more joy in. Maybe mm-hmm. right now you're, you know, you're managing people and you really don't like it and you just hate coming into the office every day to manage people. But there might be another role in your office where that could go away and you could just be working more on the technical side of things. You know, but if you don't let anyone know and you're just quietly hating your life, hating your career, no one can help you fix that. And like finding a good leader that you can talk to and that they can help you with that is very beneficial. Yeah. So, I mean, that quote comes in two pieces, right? Like one, you don't want to be in desperation in general, but you definitely don't want to be in quiet desperation and not telling anyone about the way that you feel. Yeah, I think it's important to find somebody. And this is typical of our culture. And it has nothing to do with, you know, you know, men culture, women culture, whether you're black, gray, you know, whatever color you want to associate yourself with. But it is the typical you're you're a guy. You don't tend to share your emotions with anybody, but it is OK to share your vision of like, hey, you know what? I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar and, 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 and sing. It's, I mean, that's a goal, it's, and it's okay. You can you can share that. It's like, hey, I, didn't know, I never knew that about that. Yeah, I want. I was an artist when I was in high school, or I did this when I was in high school, or, or you know, middle school, and I stopped. I stopped because something happened. Something tragic happened. I had a buddy of mine in middle school that his, I think his mom died in a car accident because of a drunk driver. What path did he take? I I, I don't know. I lost in touch with him. You know he. You know, how did he deal with it? You know, like things that he wished that he would have done didn't never, never, never uh, came to be because of something that happened. And it's like, and I think maybe some of you guys out there have heard our previous podcast. You know, I used to be when I when I came out of high school, I went and worked at a car dealership for two and a half years. 
and I was content. I was working, doing doing stuff, you know, learning my trade. I was ASC certified, and um, it just one thing happened on my job that I literally said, told the bosses, you know, take this job and shove it. Yeah. And I went home and and and, and I told my mom, I was like, I quit my job. And she goes, what are you going to do now? Um, I think I'm just going to go back to college. And she goes, if you go back to college, she says, you can stay here at the house rent free. You, we, you, you just got to figure out the finances for it. So I went to the to, to get to get a loan, to get a student loan. And, and lo and behold, by then I was already 23, 24. And um, I could get like free money yeah, to go to school. And I never knew that. And I ended up getting the grants and I applied every year as early as I could. And I'm sure that there's grants out there and there's scholarships out there because you, you, you go through the system, they apply and then they, they see your qualifications and they put you automatically into certain categories that you, you apply for that. So when you feel you're desperate and you don't see something further ahead for you, sharing your thoughts and reaching out to people sometimes will help you more more than one way. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Well, Dieter, great episode. Um, but before we go, as always, the joke of the day. What's the opposite of artificial intelligence? Natural stupidity. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time.